Good morning, guys. Oh, I thought you were going to do 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Good morning. Today is Wednesday night. Yeah. For us. And Thursday morning for you guys. Thursday morning for you guys. That means that's Merced Bible study for us. Yeah. So, um... This is going to be a short one, guys. We got home late. Well, it's always short on Wednesdays. It's always short on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I was not a happy camper today. Yeah. I don't know if I should vent to you guys or make you think I'm a pastor that just floats on water. Which one do you guys want? I sort of kind of told them what was going on a little bit. Do you guys want... The fake pastor story or the real deal? The real deal. Okay. They always want the real deal. Just be straight up. So, we get to the church very early because I like to set up the live stream. Because anytime you're setting up, this is why we got our own equipment for the sanctuary. So we don't have to set nothing up because issues happen. When you connect computers, connect microphones and all that. That's why, guys, you know, we have a whole setup for the sanctuary. But we still need to do a whole setup for Wednesday Bible study. But that's why you got separate equipment, separate stuff. For yes. Wednesday. But it's still, I still got to set it up. Yeah. So every Wednesday we don't have a permanent setup. Because I don't leave it there. I don't want to have a laptop and everything there so somebody can walk by the front window and look in and see it. So I detach it. You know? So every Wednesday, because I have to set up the mic, set up the everything, we get there early. So we got there early. Literally two, two and a half hours early. Usually it takes half hour to set up, but you never know. So I start to set up. And my base that holds the microphone up is missing. So I spend, we spend. Almost an hour. More than I spent before I even mentioned it to you. Yeah. So about an hour and a half looking for a base or else I can't do the live. There's no way. How can I, am I going to hold the mic in my hand? And I was so frustrated because I thought, oh, we're here early. I'm going to set up. And then literally have two hours to do other stuff I needed to do. Yeah, which is getting ready for even the Sunday sermon. Yeah. I mean, Sunday service so, and everything. Couldn't find it. I was really angry, really frustrated. And last minute, I start setting everything up. And to make it worse, the microphones don't work. Which would have been prevented had I set up two hours prior. But my base was gone. The, the, it was this thing that I can't wait to find out who moved it or whatever. Oh, man. That's all I'm saying. And you know, it's oh, so weird man. because I looked on the on the camera. On the camera, it's still, you can still see that it's there after Bible study. So the thing is, guys, is that, that where I do Bible study at, it's a coffee cafe in the future. 
It's just a counter. Nobody belongs back there. Me, on Wednesdays, and if somebody goes back there to turn the AC or the heater on. There's no business for anybody. There's nothing back there. So last week, remember last week Bible study, I had that little arm like a podcaster has. I'm all excited. So that is being held up by that base. And last week was the first week I used it. And after I tore everything down, I'm like, I'm not carrying this big old heavy base back and forth to my house. So I'm going to put it in the corner of that counter back there. And that way it's just there every single week. Well, it didn't make it one week because now it's gone. You know, so anyways, guys, I don't walk on water. And it just made it worse when the mic- microphones weren't working. Cause so I he, had to use my, he had to use my, he had to use my. That's why she didn't have a mic, you know, and yeah, because her mic has a stand, you know. And this is the thing, this, this was on, in back of my mind the whole time because Sharon has been really excited about this chapter for weeks now. Like literally at least at least three weeks, am I right? Yeah. You've been excited about this chapter. She wanted to be really interactive in this chapter. This meant a lot to her. Like she, this is a big deal. And I have to use her mic because somebody took... That thing didn't walk away by itself. You know, because at first I was trying to explain to Sharon like, she goes, what if somebody accidentally put it here? I said, this thing is heavy. It's literally probably 20 pounds. So nobody's going to accidentally throw it in the garbage or accidentally put it on the shelf. It would, you know how hard it would be to put it on a shelf for, without doing it unintentionally? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. So in the back of my mind, I'm... In back of my mind, I knew I had the option of using Sharon's mic, and I didn't really want to do that to her. Because in the first 10 minutes, I could have been like, you know what, I can't find it, I don't know where it's at, I'm just going to use your mic. I didn't want to do that to her. You know, but as it got closer and closer and closer, literally, literally at 6.40, 6.45, I'm like, I guess I'm going to have to use your mic. I'm sorry. You know, and I... Plugged everything in, last minute, and the mics didn't work. So, I thank God that I was able to deliver that Bible study. Because once I got into it, I kind of forgot about it. Because it was a beautiful chapter. You know, I wasn't faking that. I I really started to enjoy it, you know. Uh, Once the mics worked, you know. And, And it was a great Bible study. And I think it was very rich, you know. And I'm probably positive had everything worked fine it probably would have been even richer to be honest with you you know but it it really threw me off bad you know it it threw me off and and i knew how much it meant to you and and i'm sorry i apologize to you it's okay you know i do suggest um ladies i there is an author um by the by the name of francine rivers um she is an amazing an amazing author um a few years back, um, I read a, a book by her called Redeeming, Redeeming Love. Um, and when I read uh, the story of Hosea and, and, and Gomer, it just, it, 
it just did something to me. What it did is it, it made me want to go back. What she does is she takes the biblical stories and she turns them into, um, she just turns them into, into what are they, the fictional, uh, non-fictional stories. And you're able to take those stories and, and literally, um, just make them more relevant to to your life Make them into fictional stories. Into fictional, yeah, right? Yeah, I was yeah. like, wait a second. Wait, yeah, I always fictional. get it mixed up too. Yeah, me yeah. too. Um, and what she does is it, it, it just makes you want to go back and you start to search the Bible even more. Um, and it makes you want to dig. Mm-hmm so much deeper into the Bible. And hearing her testimony, it's just amazing to begin with, with Francine Rivers, because she was a secular, she was a secular writer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, I remember you told me. Yeah, she was a secular writer, and Redeeming Love was one of her first, um, one of her first stories that she ever wrote. And after that, she can never go back to writing secular stories ever again. She could never, she said that she just couldn't do yeah, it anymore. Yeah. She just couldn't do it. And that was it for her. It was a life-changing experience for her. And after that, she just started writing um, Christian novels, pretty much. Christian stories. That was mm-hmm. it. But um, uh, A Lineage of Grace um, was... That's the other book. Yes, this is the new one. And this is where she takes... What she does is she ends up taking five stories out of out of the bible and one of them was um the story of of judah mm-hmm. the story of judah the, one, the chapter we read yes and man i will tell you how heavy and i think this is why i had been so excited mm-hmm. about it <laughs> because i i remember that i sat there and i was reading the story and it just excited me so much that I just, you know, really got into reading um, that story and reading that word. And even though it was such a small chapter, what she does is she expands so much in it. And it just... She takes creative license. Yes, she does. So creative guys. liberty. <laughs> yes, man. Let me tell you, I cried. I was broken. I was so broken. Um and it and it breaks me every time I go back to it. I, I was broken in the Bible study, guys. Um just just reading the last few um sentences in that chapter. Um because it does something to me every time. You know, um because you you I, I could feel the rejection and how much, how badly Oh, Tamar? Yeah, how badly Tamar um, wanted this. And she knew there was something. It's like she knew that she needed this. She wanted this. And it's because there was a purpose. You know, and she had to go through so much to get there. If you guys don't know what Sharon's talking about, Watch the Bible study. Yeah, watch the Bible study, guys. Um, but, uh, you know, ladies, get this book. You know, um, Francine Rivers has some amazing, some amazing books. She's an amazing writer. 
um, you will definitely get pulled into the stories to where it will make you want to dig deeper into the Bible. Um, and I will, I highly recommend that you read her stories. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, so what did you want to talk about? Just honey? one verse, really simple, guys. It's late. But I did want to share a Bible verse with you. I have my Bible open right here. Um, it's real simple. It's okay. not crazy. Uh, and it just says this. In Isaiah chapter 44. Oh, my phone's about to die. Hold on. Let me go with this instead. I got the hiccups. Do you have water? No. I'm going to do two <laughs> verses, but basically they say the same thing. But I'm going to read these verses and then I'm going to ask you a question. You gonna ask me a question? No. Then. Oh, I thought you were gonna ask me a no. question. Isaiah forty-three. Let's go to forty-three first. Forty-three what? Uh, ten and eleven. Let's see how it breaks it down here. Yeah. Whoa, five seven. Right there, eight through thirteen. Ooh, that's pretty long. It was 8 through 13. Oh, man, that's too long. Let's see. Let me try to find where it's at. Right there. So that you'll come. Okay? Okay. All right. So it says this. In Isaiah 43, 10 and 11. And I'm going to ask you a question after this. Okay. It says, You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. I have declared and saved. This is 12. I have proclaimed and there was no foreign God among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. David reads out of the New King James and I'll be reading out of the message. But you are my witnesses, God's decree. You are my handpicked servant so that you'll come to know and trust me. Understand both that I am and who I am. Previous to me, there was no such thing as a God, nor will there be after me. I, yes, I am God. I'm the only savior there is. I spoke, I saved. I told you what existed long before these upstart gods appeared on the scene. And you know it. You're my witnesses. You're the evidence. God's decree. Right there. Okay. God just told Isaiah, I'm the Savior. And there is no other Savior. 
Okay. So who's Jesus? That's a question. And to some of you, it's a simple answer. But to some of you, you try to separate them. If Jesus comes and says that he's the Savior, and he's not the same one that spoke to Isaiah, he's one. then that means Jesus is an imposter. Mm. He says, I'm he, and besides me, there is no other Savior. And before that, before me, there was no God, nor shall there be after me. So either this is talking about the same person or Jesus is an imposter. Yeah, he's fake. So go to chapter 44 now. There's no way he can be any other but him. Yeah, go to chapter 44. Okay, 44. Verse 6. Yeah, that, that okay, right here. It says, Thus says the Lord, he's the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. Who can proclaim as I do? Let him declare it and set it in order for me, since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come. Let them show these to them. Do not fear nor be afraid. Have I not told you from that time and declared it? You are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? Indeed, there is no other rock. I know not one. God, King of Israel, your Redeemer, God of the angel army says, I'm first, I'm last, and everything in between. I'm the only God there is. Who compares with me? Speak up, see if you measure up. From the beginning, who else has always announced what's coming? So what is coming next? Anybody want to venture a try? Don't be afraid and don't worry. Haven't I always kept you informed? Told you what was going on? You're my eyewitnesses. Have you ever come across a God, a real God, other than me? Mm. There's no rock like me that I know of. Wow. One more verse in the book of Revelation. We're going to end it with this, guys. Like I said, some of this, you're like, yeah, this is Christianity 101. Some of you, you wonder about this. Revelation chapter 1. Verse 8. Ready? Mm -hmm. In the words of Jesus, look what Jesus says. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is, who was, and who, who, is, and who is to come, the Almighty. The Master declares, I'm A to Z. I'm the God who is, the God who was, and the God about to arrive. I'm the sovereign strong. Now go down to verse 11, same chapter. Look what Jesus says again, in case you didn't hear it the first time. 
I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write it in a book and send it to the seven churches. And he names the seven churches. You don't have to read all the churches, but just that first part of the 11. Versus I am the Alpha, the Omega. Is it kind of bunched up? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, no, the... Man, it's really bunched up, huh? Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on. There's the books. Isn't it right here? No. No, that's 17. We're trying to find 11. This is 9 through 17. So it'd be somewhere here. Wow, they really dropped the ball. Guys, sometimes it's... it's the Message Bible really bunches up verses. Um, that's why the, the Message Bible is good as a supplement. Don't study off of it. This is a very clear indication that this part was not very well done. So it's not Sharon's fault. It's, it's literally bunched up. They bunched verses 9 through 17. It, you can't even see it there. Mm -mm. Okay, so let's jump to this one then. Now go to 17. I saw 17 separate. Yes. Okay. Look at this one. This is the last one. It says, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. So this is John. He sees Jesus and he falls like he's dead. And it says, But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. Look at what he says. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. Who died, right? Who died in the cross? And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. I have the keys of Hades and of death. Don't fear. I am first. I am last. I'm alive. I died, but I came to life, and my life is now forever. See these keys in my hand? They open and lock death's doors. They open and lock hell's gates. Right there. Okay. So God was speaking to Isaiah and used this same verbiage. Practically identical, right? But now Jesus says the same thing. And like I said, to some of you, you're like, duh. But to some of you, in case you wonder, because honestly, there's a lot of people that are new, a lot of people that don't know, a lot of people that don't understand um, a lot of people that maybe you grew up in church and you hear like God, but then you hear Jesus and you're just like, because even remember when you said you didn't really know Jesus or what were you, what'd you, I when I was a little, yeah. How, how'd you describe it? How'd you say it? When I was a little girl, um, I didn't, you know, because you didn't know how they, I did distinguish them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know the difference between Jesus. I would. I would call out to God and then I would call out to Jesus, but I didn't know the difference. I was little. Yeah. My mom would take us to Catholic church all the time and I would, I would just, I would always see different statues mm -hmm. and different things. And, but I know that I'd be crying out to, to Jesus, not even realizing yeah. whom I was crying yeah. out to. I didn't know the difference. Yeah. And I think a lot of people that come out of the Catholic Church, I, I, 
I imagine. I don't know. I was baptized Catholic as a baby, but my mom got saved when I was five. So by the time I, I remember childhood, it was already Christian. You yeah, know? I would do the Padre, El Hijo, El Espíritu Santo. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, so El Padre is one, you know, and exactly. I and El Hijo is, you know, Jesus. I thought it was completely different. Yeah. I thought everything was yeah. different. And, and I think I wonder too, since people come out of Catholicism, because of all the saints, yeah. like in the Tracy Catholic Church, there's statues, and I'm just like, are all of these Jesus? And somebody later on in years said, no, these each are, in, are are saints. So that even throws it even more confusion. Yeah. So it's like Jesus must be like one of these saints, and then there's God, mm. you know. And but here, just just off of a quick 25 minute thing, we read Isaiah. If you read a lot of Isaiah between 40 and 48, you're gonna see a lot of verbiage like this, that Jesus said those things as if it was him. So either Jesus is a liar or this is the God in the flesh. Yeah. Paul says God was manifested in the flesh and it's a great mystery. Yeah. So, you know, I just want to leave that with you guys. It, it is late, but I wanted to give you something to ponder about, to think about. And like I said, this might be simple to some of you. It might be a revelation to others. You know, so, um, but yeah, God bless you. Have a great day. Blessed day. Pray for us. Uh, Thursdays, we go to Merced, you know, pray for that group. They're learning identity. Um, yes. If that's something you're interested in, on our channel, go to the playlist. It's called Who Am I? Um, is it Who Am I? Jesus Identity? Something like that. Watch it. Um, you won't regret it. And you will learn what we're teaching the Merced group. Amen. You know, so, all right, guys. Anything all right, guys. else? No. Enjoy right. your coffee. We love you guys, and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.